so welcome dear listener we have uh, here uh, Anna Morley from uh, Australia a Berliner based artist multi-instrumentalist uh, composer and producer uh, hello Anna hi uh, would you like to talk about uh, your biography so I'm uh, an Australian uh, musician living in Berlin at the moment I come from Melbourne uh, which is the second biggest city in Australia and I've been living in Europe for the last almost 12 years You started your career in Barcelona? Or, uh... Yeah, after finishing my percussion studies university, I moved to Europe and to Barcelona. So that's when I, I guess, first uh, started releasing and writing my own music. It, was, it wasn't until five years after living there that I started, I think, four or five years. Yeah. So in Australia, you didn't have any band? No, I was still uh, playing in the school, uh, the college orchestra and in ensembles, but not. I never wrote anything until I moved away, I guess. And uh, why did you decide to move to Barcelona? I was taking a year off studying because I had some problems with my arms. So I stopped playing for a year and took uh, a year off and I went to Europe and ended up in London for six months and then got tired of that and went to visit my cousin in Barcelona and, and then everything changed and I, I just wanted to move there so much. So I spent the last six months there and then went finished my course in Australia and then went back and lived there for seven years. <laughs> and then you moved uh, to Berlin five years ago, you said? Yes. Why, this, why Berlin? It was just a natural sort of progression, I think, for me. I always thought Berlin was really interesting. I'd only visit once or twice but I, I really thought I could live there and so I just uh, my husband and I just drove with all our stuff in a van and started living here. Your music is more or less we could define uh, electroacoustic uh, music as a mm -hmm. style. Yeah. How would you describe um, your influences if it's uh, visible? I'm inspired by so much different types of music and such a broad range I can't really define it into a few groups or uh, musicians or even artists. I'm just uh, inspired by things on a daily basis and I have been I guess since I was very young but yeah there's a lot of music that's been an inspiration to me yeah I don't know where to start but <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you just name one or two artists that well, at least that you not only in the music but uh, in general that you, you yeah, take as um, inspiration I guess um, Radiohead and then as a different as a contrast maybe Bach as well has been very influential and yeah everything in between. I mean, I try to take something from everything I find interesting and with character and it doesn't necessarily mean I love that band or whatever. I just sometimes there's one thing they do that's really interesting and I, I take what I need from that. And uh, you started um, immediately using uh, electronic um, instrumentation or... Uh No, I, I've always been an instrumentalist, I guess. started on the violin when I was six or seven and then changed to the vibraphone and percussion when I was a teenager. And electronic stuff didn't start coming in till I was living in Barcelona and got my vibraphone finally and then got a keyboard and got Ableton and that all came in, in progression, yeah. So for the last eight or nine years I've been working with electronics but I still feel like a real uh, beginner. <laughs> 
sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You say you didn't start immediately to be a musician, let's say, in Barcelona, but uh, you had this aim. Yeah, I think I didn't plan to not ever play music, but living in a foreign country and a, a different continent as well, I first needed to adapt to that, learn Spanish and just uh, maybe I also needed a short break from playing, although I, I never stopped playing. I was always playing something, but it took a few years to get started, I guess, and then I never stopped after that. So you have more or less some uh, fixed name, but you also have uh, many different collaborations. Do you think for the future to keep this approach, so changing uh, depending on the album, uh, what uh, what are the artists involved, or do you want to have more uh, fixed lineup? Or uh... Generally, I don't have much fix in the way of my music. I, I just sort of go with the flow, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, there's some musicians I love working with because I know that they're going to play that way and give me that color for what I need in that moment. And there's sometimes I, I want a completely new thing, an instrument that I haven't used before. You know, it's great to build up these friendships over time and with your music and it becomes like a journey together. There's some uh, instruments that you would like to add to your uh, compositions? Sure, I'm, I'm really open-minded with sound, but I, I generally stick to the string, percussion and keys that are groups. I've never really delved into brass or woodwind so much. No, I love the sounds, but it's, it's more that I just go for what the piece requires or how I feel mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. the sound needs. Okay, and would you like to learn how to play other instruments? Sure, yeah. Are, aren't they enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always more to learn. <laughs> and I find it really fun to learn a new instrument. It's just uh, like a little challenge. And then so, soon enough you can play it and then start making things. So, the, But there is no something that uh, it's in your mind that you would like to learn how to play? Not specifically, no. no. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Since you are a multi-instrumentalist and you, you work also with the electronic instruments, so you can have many tracks, many different uh, things going on, mm -hmm. do you work a lot on your own in the, the, the writing? production? Writing? Yeah, the writing of, of the album or it's... Uh, Yes, for me, the, the writing process is very personal and I have to be completely alone. I need a lot of space and time to just get the idea going before I can even involve any other people. <laughs> um, and sometimes that might be months or years um, before we get to the recording stage of meeting and putting the parts down. So I try to get everything down myself and... So they, they say that the base of the your songs you you do more or less by your own and then after you you add some uh, musicians. Yes. Like for example, for bass, I I'm very interested in writing bassline for the music as a part of the composition because I think bass is so important. Mm -hmm. But then again, on the other side, if I get George, my bass player, to come in and play on the album, I know that he's going to pull something out. Uh, improvisation is going to be really nice, so I can use um, both. It depends on the on the moment. Once again, yeah, I'm not always confined to mm -hmm. what's been written i am very try to be flexible with the sounds that come in you released for um, one ep in 2009 called uh, character mm -hmm. in 2011 a, a full-length album called the red balance uh, then uh, in 2013 water door another full length and then this year uh, in the summer uh, you released the treasure uh, pleasure Mm -hmm. Your last, uh, your last work. Let's say the first two releases uh, were in uh, Barcelona, and yes. the last two in uh, in Berlin. That's right. Going back to actually your influences, 
How does um, Berlin or Barcelona influence you? Certainly the people that are living within those cities. The vibe and the feeling of the city is really important to me. To live in a city that I feel like is is on my... I don't know how to explain it, but Barcelona is such a exciting and vibrant city and you can just feel that when you are there. And as a musician, it's really exciting, yeah, to hear all amazing jazz and all different kinds of music. Here as well in Berlin, it's very eclectic and experimental and open-minded. And that's like, for me, just... I feel like a playground that I can play in happily and mm-hmm. not feel that I'm doing something weird or that is open to interpretation, I guess. I really like your last album, also the second to last. Would, would you agree that is um, the most melodic album that you released? Hmm. I, I'm not sure. It's... I don't know what you mean by melodic. <laughs> I don't know. If, I really love the the keyboards on that album. Okay. And I f- really think you, you play in a really melodic uh, way. I mean, uh, for instance, uh, like the second to last, uh, I will see it more as a trippy album. Yeah, yeah. And But the last one, I will I find it very melodic. I mean, especially the, the how you play keyboards. I okay. don't know if you will agree on that. Cool, that's great. I, that's nice. It's not a compliment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... Uh, <laughs> I'm um, not great, <laughs> um, but I can only listen to it in the way I can, and I know that every single person listens to things differently. So I, I suppose it's melodic, yeah, full of melodies. <laughs> uh, yeah. There are not so many sync parts in your production. Do you write the, the few lyrics you you sing, or uh? um, they're not so much lyrics? I guess I use my voice more as a texture rather than being a vocalist. Like in, I remember a song for it's not letting go. Mm-hmm. The, okay, yeah, that's list. that's a lyric. I guess I use those words. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's, um, it's true. You use more as um, yeah, as an instrument. Yes, um, exactly. Like yeah, when I feel the piece needs vocals and I have a voice, so I sing. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. more like that. It's not like oh, I have these amazing words to say because I I don't. I, so I'm, there's no <laughs> not real message behind. It. As honestly, it comes out in the moment and um, mm-hmm. I don't think too much about that. And sometimes words just fit nicely over things. I can't even tell you what half the things mean. Yeah, vocals is something that I'm, I don't want all the time. It's just very occasional in my own music. So you don't plan to sing more for the future releases? I will probably always have a bit of voice on everything now and then, but I don't want to be expected to put my voice or vocals on each track. How do you generally choose a, a title for a song if there is a process? Yeah, there's thing? no... <laughs> my mom asks the same thing often. She says, where do you get those names for those songs, Anna? And I'm like, well... It's really arbitrary. It's not that I think of, oh, that song has got to be this. It's it's. Sometimes I've written a song and I'm like, what am I going to call it? It has to have a name. And if I didn't have to give it a name, sometimes it'd be easier. <laughs> it's like a painting sometimes. It's, it's how it is. You should just write the number. Yeah, maybe the track number would be enough. But for me, again, the name is not it's so not important. Really important. It's, it's more just something I have to, everyone has to name it mm-hmm. something. What about the album name? Yeah, I guess that's got, it's the name of a whole collection so it's gonna have to give some (laughs) sort of meaning Mm -hmm. Uh, treasure pleasure for example I want to say that pleasure is something that should be treasured and that should be uh, appreciated uh, in life because it's a very important thing for all humans to to feel so that that's the meaning for that so they make a rhyme so it's I guess (laughs) (laughs) they fit together talking about the tracks name I think our Italian listeners want to know about that song which is called Minty I really regret naming that track that 
I've been asked by a lot of Italians in shock and horror why I wouldn't. I'm not in shock. <laughs> but it, was, it came from more, it was actually one of the first pieces I ever wrote for the vibraphone. It was just a word that I found interesting and more in the sentiment of like, ah, oh, shit, you know, mm-hmm. like, duh, not like the, the, yeah, I mean, the we noun, use it, I guess. Uh, we use it that way as well. It's, so, um, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, your song, uh, Wind Up. Mm-hmm. It's taken from um, Roma song uh, Ederlesi. Ederlesi, yeah. Do you take it from Bregovic? Yes, I heard the recording of Bregovic, and I just some folk melodies really stick with me, and I really love the construction of that tune. And I was writing Wind Up with a little wind up music box, and suddenly that tune just floated into the other, and I, I just couldn't help but use it. Do you not know what's the song about? No, not really. Uh, do you? I think it's uh, about a fest or something mm-hmm. in spring. Or I don't yes. Know, I just Google it. So let's switch to the um, your live performances. I've seen you last Saturday in the um, anniversary of the Noise Fabric. You did a great kick. Thank you. It was the, my first time in Noise Fabric and uh, I really loved the, the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole uh, anniversary was very, very nice. At least what I remember. How does normally a live take place? Uh, for I me, mean, in general, for an um, artist that uh, does uses uh, electronic equipment, like do you have um, sort of uh, samples? Yes, I work with Ableton, a great live program, and that enables me to record everything and set it out in a way that I can trigger on stage very easily and bring it in during the performance. And there's stuff that's all ready to go as well. So it's a technology thing these days. We're very lucky. I think as musicians to be able to work with such great technology mm-hmm. on stage. You must have a preparation for the live. Uh, does you, do you um, change a lot of the samples between um, uh, different lives? I mean, oh, between different shows? Different gigs, yeah. Mm, basically, the, the electronic parts are pretty set in place and the thing that's sort of changing around it is my playing, I guess, on the acoustic instruments, improvising and... Do you have a lot of improvisation? Uh, maybe in a way of a, a jazz way of looking at it. So there's the head of the piece and then there's place for a solo and then the head returns or something to that nature. And I really like working with musicians that can express themselves nicely with their instrument. So Mm -hmm. I I will bring in different people on stage to play around with my songs, yeah. I've saw also in several videos on YouTube, you you really also did many live collaboration. Uh, How does your live collaboration go? I mean, normally, how do you start one? You just meet a person that you like to play and they say... Come here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's how it kind of happens in the real world. You just uh, find people you like and want to work with and that, that um, are playing music in the way that you feel is like, going to work with you. And I mean, you never know how it's going to go, but I've been very, very lucky to work with some amazing musicians and be friends with them also. So it's... It's great, yeah. Mm. Are you going to keep the collaboration with uh, uh, Nikolaus? Uh, yeah, yes. I don't even try the His surname. His last name is ha- <laughs> Heidekehoff. Yeah, we are planning a tour next year, a couple of tours in the middle of next year, so I'm very excited to play with him. Wonderful. Which, which also played in, the, in your last uh, release, uh, yep. and mm-hmm. I think it was a really good idea to, yep. to insert uh, mm-hmm. a cello in the, yes. in the production. And no more compliments. It's going to um, be the future of your career. I mean, do you plan to release other stuff soon or...? Uh 
if I had my way, I would be uh, writing right now and releasing, trying to release more straight away. But there's just other things I, I need to do. And I think it takes time as well to build up material. And I don't want to rush it. So I think, yeah, of course, I will release something soon um, in the next year or so. But I'm just going to continue playing and writing and um, collaborating and thinking of new ways to play, to play music. What about the next gigs you're going to have uh, in the future? In the new year, I'll be playing in Berlin and then hopefully around more around Germany in the months to come. We're also planning to do a tour in Sweden uh, later in the mm -hmm. year. I don't mind where I play. I'm happy to play anywhere. <laughs> and yeah, of course, in Berlin, where I live. So. Do you play a lot out of Berlin? or uh... I try as much as I can, mm -hmm. but it's not like just I can't just jump on a train with my little suitcase and guitar <laughs> and off, <laughs> off I go. I play a huge heavy instrument and I need a car every time. Of so, course, yeah. But you know, I don't want that to stop me. So yeah, I'll play wherever I can. I'd love to play in Italy one day. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You never play in Italy? No. All right. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can go organize something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what about the concerts outside of Germany recently? Do you play somewhere uh, close to here? I played in Barcelona earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, where I used to live. And last uh, year I played in Paris. And a few years ago I was lucky enough to go to uh, Russia with a friend on tour. I love traveling and exploring. And with my music it's even better. I guess vibraphone is more or less your main instrument. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose this instrument? So I was playing the violin for quite a few years when I was little. And then around the teenage years, well, all my friends were playing in a, a different band called the Concert Band. And I was in the orchestra and I also wanted to be in the Concert Band. So I noticed there was some percussion up the back. And so I had to look around and I think I started playing on a few pieces just for fun. And I delved further and found the, the vibraphone. And yeah, once I saw it, I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. So I learned how to play it. And that's been my thing ever since then. It was just coincidence maybe or just curiosity. It's not it's not an instrument that everyone knows, but I think most people have heard it within I music. have to admit it, I didn't know what the name was. Yeah, um it's it's not common really. To musicians maybe yes and maybe orchestral or jazz musicians more, but yeah most people think it's a xylophone. They still say it's a xylophone. Ah, <laughs> true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I love uh, the vibraphone comes from the, the motor attached to it that gives the, the sound a vibration. So, yeah. in, I mean, in most of the uh, instruments that uh, that you use, actually, you don't use many conventional uh, instruments, not for a band. Uh, I guess... I suppose for me that I don't think of it as, as in oh, I want to play weird instruments. I just want those sounds, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, that's maybe because they're not conventional, so they're not. Perhaps uh, yeah. yeah. You don't hear them so often, maybe. So that I think I've finished my questions. Okay. Oh shit! What do I do now? Just run away. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, of course, um, and first of all, I want I want to thank you, Anna, for being here, um, for giving out uh, your time for this My interview. Um, you. Wish you good luck for your career, and of course, you can find um, Anna on Facebook, uh, on uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and also AnnaMorley.com. Uh, so be tuned for next uh, gigs of Anna, and uh, of course, buy their uh, releases. <laughs> Thank It you. will be great, I guess. Then, uh, choose. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye. Bye, listeners. <laughs>